Tonight, we're going to crown a new NXT champion, but that's a story for tomorrow because today we need to talk about the new WWE champion that was crowned on Raw last night. Do you feel the power of positivity? Big E cashed on Bobby Lashley to win the WWE Championship in the closing moments of Monday Night Raw last night. I'm Ryan Joy and I run MinutesToBellTime.com, a website and database tracking pro wrestling around the world. On today's show, we're talking about Big E's title win. Certainly a well-deserved honor for a long-time fan favorite. Now, let's take a critical look at the situation. Was the WWE responding to ratings? Did the Monday Night Football start? We look at the pros and cons of the title switch last night. Travis Severance is in the house. We also have headlines from the last 24 hours in segment two. And this is the Daily Wrestling News Show for September 14, 2021, where we sort through all the bullshit in wrestling news to find you the truth. All right, Travis, we're here. It's Tuesday. Welcome to the show. Do you feel the power of positivity? Big E wins the WWE Championship last night. There's a lot of pros and cons. There's a lot to talk about here, uh, especially when you come in off a week where they lost the key demo ratings and you have Monday Night Football starting and they pulled forward their WWE Championship match from Extreme Rules to Monday Night Raw. I feel a lot of different things with this title change. I feel happy. I feel sad. I feel a little confused. I'm certainly happy that Big E finally got the title. It feels like, to me, doing it this way, with the way that they set the thing up, feels like a lifetime achievement award more than it feels like a big moment title kind of thing. Like, yeah. a lot of times if you see a title swap on a show, it's a as somebody that's already been in the middle of the storyline or something like that, and they get some kind of a freak victory that kind of rolls this into a pay-per-view and it sets it up. And I'm not saying that this title change isn't going to do that. Boston is WWE's hometown-ish, that Northeast area. They're very close by. Stanford is pretty close by to Boston and stuff. It's a home crowd for them and things. But yeah, I guess I would have preferred them to do it in a different way. We were given this idea that you know, the New Day wasn't really going to be involved and Big E was going off in his own and doing his own thing. And it just, this kind of stinks of them trying to ring out a couple of more t-shirt sales or something like that, which is too bad. Cause I think the guy certainly has the chops and the resume to be able to win this title in a big moment at a, on a bigger stage than that, that, as opposed to being what you alluded to in the open, which is a ratings injection that, that WWE felt like they needed a, the pre Twitter, I'm going to cash in tonight thing was a signal for us to pay attention to the show. Correct. Right. And it didn't come from corporate either. So we know we could believe it. Yeah. <laughs> because it, it wasn't, they didn't announce a, a, a lineup of matches. This is big E who's an honorable person. Like, man, the stuff from obviously Brody Lee's widow was thrilled and new day was such a big part of Brody's life and stuff like that. So I have the utmost respect for all three of those men, obviously phenomenal performers and stuff like that. And I'm happy that the guy has finally gotten the big belt, but there were a lot of things that could have been different, I think, for this. I think Big E's great. I think he's, they just, they made this big deal about him on SmackDown saying we're going to push him off on his own singles run. And they somewhat, they gave him, he had the Intercontinental title run and things like that. But I didn't really ever see him getting out of the mid card as he had been. And then he won money in the bank. I'm like, okay, this is the setup. Mm -hmm. Okay. But 
Biggie is a face, but yep. he's never going to be a heel. No. So when a face cashes in the money in the bank, it's a little weird for the face to wait until the champion is basically beat down already to cash in. It's not really the honorable thing to do as a baby face champion, but it's also you're dumb if you don't take advantage of those situations and you're the money of the bank holder. So I, I can play this back and forth both ways. So I forgive that element of it. But what I can't really forgive is the fact that even after Big E won the money in the bank, we should have been seeing a slow and steady ascent to where when Big E walked on the screen with that money in the brief bank briefcase, the building explodes and we are right ready. We have built to the moment and now it is time and we are ready. And this is the moment that we've all been waiting for. And maybe they could sell a whole bunch of tickets to a show because they've gotten us ready and we thought it was going to happen around this time. But Biggie didn't get a win over Rollins. He didn't get a win over Edge or AJ Styles or Randy Orton or any of the upper guys to make us think that, oh, he's ready for Lashley. Lashley's been unstoppable. There's not even a chink in his armor. Nobody could touch this man. And the closest we got was Randy Orton putting him down with an RKO a couple of weeks in a row. And he had a match with Randy Orton last night. So Bobby gets through this match with Randy Orton. He does beat Randy Orton, then has to face Big E. So I just don't think we were ready for this. And I think we could have been if they had given Big E a few moments along the way to where we start getting excited about Big E as a top guy and then he's carrying around this briefcase. And then they could have advertised him two weeks ago that he was going to be on this show rather than put out the little thing on social media. Now that probably worked and they probably got a good rating out of it. This should have been one of their biggest shows of the year, but they did have a good Monday night football competition. So we'll see how that kind of shakes out. And they lost the demo last week, which makes me think that they were, that's why they were pulling forward probably this whole program. Yep. This whole thing was probably happening at extreme rules with the mm -hmm. Biggie action and they just moved it all to raw. Yeah. So there's another outlying concern of mine. Do we see this? Do we see Big E get Kofi'd here? He gets into extreme rules and we, maybe we see the triple threat with Randy and Bobby, and then they give the title back to Bobby. As far as how they decided to move the belt with Bobby being an unstoppable juggernaut, I don't have a problem with him having to go through Randy Orton. Randy Orton is a top guy, has been a top guy for a long time. It was a fine match. I didn't enjoy the Lashley match versus Big E. I thought that match could, I think the two of them could have done that match better with more time in a different situation and things. So I don't have as much of an issue with Lashley winning or with, with Big E winning the title that way. Lashley was through that match, but hadn't we seen Lashley like take on a handful of guys at the same time in the past and different things like that? He's a, Big dude. So if you're going to move it off of him, it's, it, it, they're in really hard spots for Lashley or Roman to try to move the title off of anybody. So this sort of, I, I agree with you, face opportunist is a oxymoron, right? But mm -hmm. it wasn't like he wasn't honest in the first segment and he said he was going to do that thing. I don't know. I felt like line of the night was, I got a title shot because I'm Randy Orton and I'll get a title shot whenever <laughs> I want. And the, there's a whole lot of truth to that line, but you know, yeah. My point of us also not being ready is I felt like they got us ready for this earlier this year mm -hmm. when, when Bobby beat up Kofi and then he beat up Woods. He, yep. he took them both off television for a while. At that point, it's okay. Clearly 
Big E is going to come in here and try to save the day. And maybe he'll even get a title shot that doesn't break. He doesn't have to cash in the briefcase. At that point, I felt like we were more ready than we were last night. At that point, I would have liked to see Big E get some wins. Sure. And it may even have been before he won the money in the bank. There's a world where how much more interesting would it have been if Hurt Business was still around? Sure. And he could have came through and beat on those two guys in the way, on the way to Lashley eventually. And then obviously we're fantasy booking here, so it's irrelevant because we're not going to get to see this. But it, to me, as somebody that likes a good cohesive story, yeah, when you've got wood smashed off the hell in the cell and different stuff like that. Biggie, the giant comes in and he can be angry and more pissed off then because he's got his comrades that are down. It's a whole reason. Then you're like, okay, we said we we're going to pull him away from new day, but we're bringing him back just for this thing to feature in this storyline because he's coming to the rescue. Awesome. I'm great. Yep. Some other things I have to mention because I, I think it's very important to the story is that like I, I they mentioned, I think this is partially them breaking glass a little bit and saying, okay, well, Monday Night Football is starting and we have to do something big to attract fans and stuff. So what if Raw doesn't continue up? What if Raw starts sliding back down? Is Big E like the manufactured scapegoat for the situation? And we can say, oh, that was an experiment that didn't work. Well, there were a lot of things that didn't work. It wasn't just Big E's title or title reign. There's a number of things that we mentioned already that they could have done to get this ascension where it felt a little more organic, I guess I would say. I, I don't think for a second that this wasn't a no shit moment. Regardless of what was going to happen on Monday Night Football, they looked at their demo last week just by itself, not even comparing it to AEW, but then comparing it to AEW and having AEW win. And then they're like, oh, these are the data points that we have for the times of And the first Monday Night Football game of the year tends to be one of the higher ones that are watched too. Because everybody's geared in, we're, we're plugged into football. So it'll be interesting to see what the number ends up being with them, yeah, breaking the glass a little bit, pre-exposing you know, pre the fans to the fact that Big E said he's going to do this thing. So I don't know. When I saw that tweet, I didn't, there wasn't one ounce of me that said, this isn't, he's not cashing in. And oh, more genuine. Yep. There wasn't an ounce of me that didn't think, he wasn't going to end up winning because I don't think they were going to waste that. It's just, too, as a fan, it's too bad that I have to watch two years of what feels like a wasted money in the bank. But yeah, the miss. Yeah. Horrible. You mean Otis? Well, yeah. That, that was the money in the bank. Otis's. Right. Otis's win into Miz's cash in and Miz teased it and teased it. But Miz was on the heel side of the thing. So he was going to be doing that the whole time. Sure. Now Big E is the face. And when he says he's going to cash in, at least cashing in, that's a promise, right? Yep. Um, yep. Yep. So yep. I mean, good, good, good for Biggie. Congratulations to Biggie. Yeah. I hope they book him through this. I hope he goes on a run and this isn't just thanks for the memories. Yeah. I kind of thing. I do think but I'm I nervous. That. I, I, I don't do think clear that I think this was going to happen at extreme rules at the break glass moment was pull it to Monday night raw, which is. To be fair, it's fine. They should actually be focusing more on Raw and SmackDown than they should be on these Peacock things because everything's about, everything is about television. Correct. Your, all your ad, your buy rates and things like that are super, super important. Especially for them. They're not getting, a I don't know. Has Randy had the title in 2021? If he hasn't, he's going to get it at some point before the end of the year. 
that's going to happen. He's definitely the next, he, he's the one that's going to break that number. I, when but I, he doesn't realize that's the case. When Al and I were previewing this yesterday, that's yeah. what I said. I was like, I could see a situation where Randy gets that belt and then he loses the extreme rules. I could have saw that. And I could, frankly, I could see that happening with Vicky. He won the belt last night and he might lose it back to Lashley at extreme rules. Uh, maybe not. I might be overthinking that, but if that happens, it's bad for Biggie and it's bad for Bobby and it should have just never happened. So sure. That sure. was just the situation of trying to get out of the money in the bank, which they didn't want it on Biggie. They shouldn't have put it on Biggie. Who knows? Randy might have signed that contract with the, I win the title once a year or whatever. Who knows what could have <laughs> happened there? Cause they, at the time when he was renegotiating, I can't imagine if he was trying to renegotiate now mm. because it would cost them a lot more money right now than it did when he did last year, like yeah. a lot more money now. All right, let's get into some more stuff after the break here. We've got dynamite to talk about for tomorrow and there's a few headlines that came up yesterday. So we're going to get into that stuff. Stick with us. We'll be right back in about a minute and a half. If you love the daily wrestling news show, then I want to tell you how you can support us first check out bodyslamclothes.com. You can get a variety of shirts for just $20 and all of them come in the super soft style, and the price you see includes all sizes and shipping. Get 10% off two or more shirts with the promo code SHIRTS10. Go to bodyslamclothes.com right now to check it out. And join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Monday nights for the Primetime Rundown. They take you through the world of sports, and the show kicks off each Monday at 7 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And each Tuesday, Al Carl hosts the Essential Wrestling Podcast alongside John Smith, myself, John DeCani, and Gary Mahaffey. It's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Here are our analysis on who we think is going to win the week's matches. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. And the Body Slam Brigade newsletter, currently going out to over 4,200 people each Friday. It consolidates all the top stories in professional wrestling into a quick-to-read email written by me for you for free. Sign up now at bodyslambrigade.com. And, of course, this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show. We're here every day, Monday through Thursday, and occasionally on Friday. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or watch us live on Facebook and YouTube at 10 a.m. This is the Daily Wrestling News Show, and we thank you for your support. Okay, into the headline portion of the show, WWE announced their draft is scheduled for October 1st in Baltimore for SmackDown and October 4th in Nashville for Monday Night Raw. A lot of speculation out there about who's going where and whatnot. Drew McIntyre can't wrestle Bobby Lashley, but now they use the champion. Maybe he can go there, but he's also been relegated to the mid card, so I don't know what's going on with Drew. So, Drew's on his way. draft. I'll save you a lot of time. Drew's on his way to SmackDown. Drew's on his way to SmackDown. Edge is on his way to Raw. That's yep. what I think is. I'm sure they're going to shuffle everything up. But the funny thing about the we'll see, we'll see with Edge though. I think mm, worried about him. I think the thing now though is that they have networks that they have to keep happy. It's a very different situation than when SmackDown and Raw were both on NBC. This is talent trade and the legit drafts. Like they have to talk with each other about who goes where and yeah. and, and does what. And there's and, ad partners that are going to pull for certain people based on demos and things like that too. Yeah, it's it's a real draft. A funny thing is that uh, long it's been a long time since I have considered myself 
as WWE's primary customer. WWE's primary customer is NBC and Fox. Absolutely. So they need to make them happy. Their ha- NBC and Fox's happiness is way happy, way more important than my happiness. <laughs> Subject of Raw, Shayna Baszler versus Nia Jax set for next week. Can you believe it? After all this time, that match is going to happen for the first time of probably 37 times next week. Shayna Baszler's lost 15 times on Raw this year to a roll-up. There you go. I don't think it'll be a roll-up that Nia Jax beats her with. I don't see that how that'll... Could you imagine a situation where Nia Jax gets an inside cradle on Shayna Baszler? I cannot. I think Shayna Baszler is phenomenal. I think what they've done to her since she's come up has been tragic. That's true. Yep. Impact Wrestling announced a knockouts knockdown with the return of knockouts like Christy Hemi. And the event's going to feature a monster ball to honor the late Daphne. The show is being taped this weekend and it will air on Impact Plus on October 9th. Mercedes Martinez is set to make her debut at the show as well. So it's a all-female pay-per-view in the month of October with a match to honor Daphne. This is super cool. I think it puts a whole ton of pressure on Kenny Omega and Brandy Rhodes because this yeah. is two companies now featuring women and I'm positive there's probably going to be some women's talent from AEW that are over there. You're going to have them go on NWA and you're going to have them go on Impact and you're not going to do your own thing that feature your own women. Step up. Step up. Yep. You got a good roster. You got a full roster there now. A lot of people are healthy again. Let's make it happen. And we've seen incredible matches by, I've seen an incredible match by Layla Hirsch outside of AEW. That's what I'm saying. If bring in what and pay off some of those favors. Bring in some of those girls from those other promotions too. And, and, and do something big because they deserve it. Yeah. And I think they could pull that off easily. Piece yeah. of cake. Even if it was a super show. Yep. Major League Wrestling announced that Bobby Fish, another NXT castaway, would be competing in this year's Opera Cup. Also included in this year's tournament is Tom Lawler, TJP, Calvin Tankman, Davey Richards, and Matt Cross. That's a lineup. The opening and semifinal rounds take place in Philly on 10-2, along with the Hammerstone 5-2 match, which is title. Yeah, super smart. Court's brilliant. Bobby Fish in that lineup fits so nicely. You've got some really nice styles. Like if Fish gets against Cross, that's an interesting match that I'd like to see. I, Fish, Fish Richards, give me Fish Lawler. I'll take anybody there. The odd person to me is Calvin Tankman. Not that I don't like him as a performer, but if I look at this from a, a, a Josh Barnett's blood sport, he certainly feels like the, the guy on the Kumite that's like over here versus the rest of those guys. And I guess I could say the same thing about TJP being on the smaller scale. So maybe that's what we're going to get a little bit of, but interesting. I, it. There's not a dud there. The thing about TJP, though, is he's a very good technical wrestler when you get up on the map. Yep. That's what I'm seeing with your Tom Lawlers and your Davey Richards. Yeah, this feels feels akin to pure to me a little bit. Tom Lawler defending Opera Cup champion, potential two-time champion there. Davey Boy Smith won it the year before that. So New Japan Strong heads to their new Saturday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time slot this weekend. This is, of course, a taped show. So it's on demand. You can watch it, whatever. But they were broadcasting at 10 p.m. on Fridays, which would be opposite Dynamite now. But they were trying to leech off of the SmackDown audience. Some they would come over and watch our show, which maybe worked for a while. But so now they're Saturdays at 8 p.m. Probably a better slot, but it's Saturday night. Juice Robinson versus Hikaleo is the main event this weekend. You can watch that on that show, or you can watch him 
those two guys in a tag match against each other on Impact Victory Road at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> the Forbidden Portal is insane. Guys can be at two places at once. Gosh, didn't, yep. we watch T- didn't we watch TJP three times in one day, though? It was Chris Bay. That was the thing. Oh, Chris Bay. Yeah, yeah. three different places at once. Yeah. yeah. T- oh. TJ probably, TJP was probably only working two places that night. The poor guy. <laughs> so a new NXT champion will be crowned tonight. Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunn. Who are, who are the four? Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunn, LA Knight, or Tomasa Ciampa. You got a thought on that, Travis? I think Ciampa, he's, he's old man Ciampa. He's at the belt a million times. Doesn't really fit the mold of what the new, the new vision is. I mean, he had, so the, gold, take, he had that Goldie promo again last week. He's a, obviously an NXT lifer and stuff. Is he super interesting to me? No, I think the more interesting thing would be Kyle O'Reilly, but it's hard for me to not like LA Knight. <laughs> like I just, that, I, that's, I'm, he'd I, be a great champion for them to kick off a new brand. He, the biggest difference between him and I feel like the other three competitors is on the stick. He's flawless. Yeah. And I think if you're going to transition your brand over and you're going to do some different stuff, if you don't have a champion that's great on the stick, you're setting yourself up for a rough time. So I, I, my money from an intelligence perspective would be to put it on LA night. But I do, Choppa is neat to lead them into the next generation, but he's, who knows how long he's going to be around. And I, I think it depends on, if they give it to Kyle O'Reilly, I think it tells you how they feel about Kyle O'Reilly as an investment in the future. If Kyle O'Reilly doesn't get this belt, I don't think he's long for NXT. Well, and you have Pete Dunn in there too. Sure. So Pete Dunn is the youngest by a long shot. Long time UK thing. I think his contract is coming up as well. It is. Yeah. So his contract's coming up. Johnny Gargano's is coming up in December as well. But I, I like the idea of LA Knight and BJ mentioned that in one of the conversation threads that he likes LA Knight in that spot. My only thing is when I look at LA Knight, it's like maybe they put it on him for a short period of time and then call him right up to the main roster because the LA Knight, Eli Drake, he's 38 years old. He's not young and new. So if they're, if they, he is a project. He's probably going to be a short-term project at NXT and they've got to get him up there right away. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. And, and they could use another heel up there to either show that's good on the stick because it's sadly there, there aren't a lot of good mic guys right now in WWE. Small handful. I know it's a scripted thing, but yeah, LA Knight would be interesting up there. Yeah. AEW Dark Elevation had eight matches last night. They all went the way you'd expect. Results are up on the front page at minspelltime.com. Travis Dynamite tomorrow night. Adam Cole's in-ring debut against Frankie Kazarian. I think that's Frankie's role, right? He's he's He did the Christian Cage first match. Now this one, if it goes 18 minutes, I don't think anybody's going to be standing back saying, uh, maybe they should have gone 12. I think this is going to be a good match. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And and I'm going to give Adam Cole a whole lot of credit. Man, has he been professional during this transition? Um, Going out of his way to really make sure that people realize that he appreciated his time in WWE. Just a consummate professional. As somebody that's an AEW fan, I can appreciate them grabbing people that are just quality talent in their character and their person that they are is really good. Yeah, the Elite Hunter. I think this is a great role for Frankie. I think you got him in there working. Now, Frankie's going to be a little bigger than Adam, but Adam surprisingly is pretty young for that locker room. He's like mid bottom. 
for that locker room. So there's a lot of years that we could end up getting out of Adam. Um, I don't think Adam loses this match. I'm not sure if he wins clean and I don't care. I don't think that's important at all. I I love the new entrance music for him and, and and Frankie's just very underrated. I I thought they were going to give him a little bit more with this elite hunter thing. I wish they would give him a little bit more. I know he's up in years and things like that, but he's more interesting to me now than he was when he was tag champ, for example. Yeah. He hasn't gotten a W I don't think the main shows on dark and stuff like that. Yes. But he hasn't got a good signature win as this character. He hasn't had a good signature win as his character. And it, it, boy, if he was just come from behind the scenes and rescue and do different things like that, I think he could live a long career like that. Just a good, solid dude. And I'm glad he's there for exactly this. Bring in the new guy, take on the new match. Who's Brian Danielson's first opponent? I don't know. Boy, is it feeling like Kenny Omega though? For sure does. I don't know if they're going to do. So Brian Danielson is going to be addressing Kenny Omega on the show. If I were betting and I'm not. But if I were betting, I would say Arthur Ashe, 27-man tag with Brian Danielson on one side, Kenny Omega on the other, and then you're going to have a singles match between them at full gear. That would be my guess. Yeah. To circle back to that, I believe that Punk is on commentary for the Kazarian Kazarian Cole match. Oh, he's going to be there the whole time? Okay. I didn't realize. I thought I, I saw that he was slotted in on commentary. I didn't see that it was the whole time. Because Punk being on commentary just for that match alone is super interesting. Yeah. Um, because there's no affiliation there. He's got the elite that he really hasn't talked about. And he's got Frankie that he really hasn't talked about or anything either. It appears like he's going into this space with Team Taz, but we'll see. Yeah, I think we're buying time. I think Danielson gets the full gear shot. I think Punk gets the revolution shot. And I think Paige gets the double or nothing shot. That's That's what I think. That's how I think it gets set up. And I think Kenny Omega wins all except for the page match. So. Yeah, I had seen some crazy stuff about people being real unexcited about the way that Hangman Page has been booked and so on and so forth. For for those that aren't familiar with what Adam Page is going through, his wife is having a really challenging pregnancy. And and, and they, I think Tony came out specifically and said, Adam asked for some time off and we gave it to him. He did. That's what he said. And I th- he he was very tough with the press as they were pressing him on that subject. And he said, regardless of what my plans were for, for Adam page, he would have gotten that time off no matter sure. Cause it's an important time in his life. So good on them and good for hangman page. And you know what? I said it on the show, I think with L yesterday, or maybe I said it backstage with the hell I'm not sure, but hangman Page's win over Kenny Omega will be a lot more meaningful. If Kenny Omega beats Daniel Bryan and seeing punk before it does it. Tell me about it. So. Another, another match they have on Dynamite tomorrow night that is not likely to be very competitive, but maybe might get surprised. Layla Hirsch versus Jade Cargill. Now, Jade has not done more than three to four moves per match, but Layla Hirsch can go. This is just the problem is that this David and Goliath situation here. No one think Layla Hirsch gets squashed, but what else are they capable of doing? So I know from his comment on Facebook the other day that Al thinks this is a squash of Layla Hurst, who's a New Jersey girl in New Jersey. And I'm listening to what you're saying. And I don't think it's going to be the squash that you guys maybe think it's going to be because you don't put her in NWA against Camille the way that you did. And you show her that way on that show to bring her in and have Jade just crumble her. Because they're essentially the same. Yeah, it could be a situation where they're trying to pull a good match out of Jade. 
Now, Jade wins in the end, but it's a show out for Layla Hurd. I think this match is very important for where Jade Cargill goes from here. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it, in the Casino Battle Royale, we had some wardrobe issues from her, and her gear was definitely not fitting her the way that it needed to. And you could tell she was struggling with that throughout the time when she was there. And she was big, and she was powerful, and she was strong. But there's a reason they're going Layla Hurst rather than just getting her on to Nyla Rose. I'm interested here. I think, I hope Layla has a good match. I just don't want to see her get squashed. That's what she's done up to this point. Pretty much. Sure. So Darby Allen versus Sean Spears. We got Sting and Tully Blanchard at ringside for this and a whole mess going on with Sting and Tully Blanchard. And who knows if Rick Flair will be there too. And Arn Anderson's in the back. So it's a mess. <laughs> It's a mess. This should be a good match. Sean Spears, uh, love or hate the character. I encourage you to take a look at his last three or four matches and watch the match as pure match. They have been good. I I like the, uh, the six man tag last week that ended with Sean Spears getting the pin there. Six man tag was good. His Guevara match was really good. There's been a handful of matches that he's people can't get away from his mediocre character. He doesn't win very often, but man, watch him in the ring. Watch what he does in the matches. Watch. I thought he was great in the Guevara thing, calling out the fiance and different stuff like that, like really showing out a little bit more on the character. And that was about getting Guevara up and over. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Midori Suzuki and Lance Archer, Suzuki Goon, will be issuing a new challenge to John Moxley. Not sure what it is, but you can probably presume it's for a tag match and it's probably going to be at Arthur Ashe and it'll be a big Eddie Kingston moment. So. Maybe we'll see Eddie Kingston. Maybe we'll see somebody else from that area too. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. That's dynamite for tomorrow. NXT tonight. We have the championship match. We just talked about the Kyle O'Reilly Pete Don LA night. Tomasa Ciampa. We will have a new champion there. Frankie Monet versus Raquel Gonzalez for the women's championship. Well, I would at first say this is Raquel Gonzalez with a runaway here. I like what Frankie Monet looks like against the backdrop of the new NXT in terms yeah, of whole presentation and everything. So maybe Frankie runs away with this. They set Raquel up to be uh, Eva Marie's new heavy since Dewdrops moved on. And what's that? Yeah, the Iconics died for Eva Marie versus Dewdrop. Yeah, it was, I wouldn't be surprised. I think they're going to try to hotshot this show. We're obviously getting a new title. But it's not like it's a title change, right? From the men's side. We're, we're just getting, yeah. a new, there's going to be a new champion. There was a situation. This would be a title change. So I don't think it's, oh, we're going to watch a regular show and it's all these title changes. Nope. We're going to crown a new champion. And then this could potentially be a title change. I would agree. I think Frankie Monet, if Frankie Monet loses, I don't know where you go with her. And you've had this kind of nice build for her and things like that. And Mercedes or Raquel. Raquel's ready to, I thought Raquel was ready to move on after the Ember Moon win, and I thought she was going to drop it then. And so this one feels a little bit more clean to me, but yeah, let's get her up on main and, and, and move forward with the next batch of NXT women with Frankie Monet, a consummate professional with the title. I do think that Raquel may be a little green still, but I think that those edges can be rounded out on the main roster. I don't think that they, she probably has done everything she can do in NXT and if she'll learn more, she needs to be in the ring with the people that have been executing on the main roster for a long time, your Charlotte's and your Sasha Banks. And those yeah. People. I mean, if you're going to bring her up and you're going to put her in a gladiator costume and you're going to have her get beat by Tamina, that's probably a bad move. Yes. 
We also, let us not forget, we have a wedding tonight. Yeah, it's funny. Indy, Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis, they'll be getting married tonight. So that should be interesting. But you're much more positive than me. I can't name a wrestling wedding segment that I would say, you know what? Let me give this a thumbs up because it was great. Yeah, I agree. And I, I'll throw in contract signings is the same to me. I'll throw in, including Miro and sure. or Kip Sabian and Penelope before. I didn't really care that much for that one either. Nope. Some funny, humorous moments, yep. but pretty much trash the way that all of them are. <laughs> pretty much. All right. That said, anything else you uh, want to talk about in wrestling? I don't have anything. Uh, looking forward to UK this week, like I do every week. NXT UK has been my new anchor post. So I got my Noam Dar and action shirt on today. Hopefully everything goes well with his match and stuff. And um, I'm interested to see what the UK brand does. It's curious to me that they're doing the stateside swap and rebranding and so on and so forth. And there's no, no conversation about the NXT UK thing and who knows what's going on there. Maybe they're not changing. And you know what? I honestly think if it's not broke, please don't hurt business this. <laughs> no reason to fix it, guys. Just leave UK alone. You're I don't even know how. I don't even know under the assumption that Vince McMahon knows it exists. That's the thing. Don't tell him. <laughs> don't tell the folks in Connecticut that it even exists. Just let it go, guys. It's like main event. It's my favorite <laughs> show. Like, just leave it alone. All right. That said, we're going to get out of here. Join us tomorrow. John Smith will be here. We'll be talking about whatever the new NXT plate paint splatter business looks like. For Travis, I'm Ryan. Catch you tomorrow. Double dare.